Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Welcome back to this episode of Blue Collar BS with Brad and Steve. I am Brad and my co-host. Hey, this shit is Steve. Yes, you are correct, my millennial friend. My millennial oh. friend. Number one. My number, number one millennial one friend. friend is here today <laughs> um, as we bring you another fun-filled, exciting episode of Blue Collar BS. What is our topic today, Mr. Doyle? So today, let's start the conversation around upskilling and training. Upskilling and training. waste of time. Why would I invest? Really a waste of time. Right? Why would we why would we want to change as technology changes? Why would we want to even adapt past the yellow paper and pencil? No, 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 no. We're Lotus one, two, three, baby. Let's go. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Lotus one, two, three. Is that a drink? Is that you know a tool that I haven't heard of yet? Like whoa, whoa time out. Why would we do that? <laughs> I mean, so speaking, so upskilling. So this is going to sound really stupid because I'm old, right? And everybody knows that I'm old. So I was with a client. Got that right, brother. Yeah, exactly. I was with a client this week and I'm like, hey, I'm going to make this template for you. We're going to make this agenda. We're going to do these things. Create your dashboard. He's like, oh, that'd be really cool. I'll, I'll create you the Excel file. He goes, you know what? Could you do that in Sheets for me? Like, I hate Sheets. I hate Google Sheets, right? <laughs> Like, oh, I love it. It's all in the same place. I can do that. Like, oh, my God. I am old. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I have to upskill myself into the Google world at times so I, to make it more, more better, so to speak. More better. Got it. <laughs> it's better than most best. That's right. It is. It's better than most best. You are correct. That's right. It's more better. So... So what? Is, so up, upskilling and training. What what kind of things are you talking about here, Mr. Doyle? Because me learning Google Sheets is not really the thing. Several of my clients, they still rely on the trusty old yellow notepad and pencil. Well, yeah, that way I know that I have it right here. I just fold it over. I go to the next piece, and I don't have to. I have it with me all the time until I get a new pad. Right. It's it it works perfect. Until you forget it somewhere. It's on my desk. Or it blows off on the expressway, off the hood of your car because you've left it there. Or off your tailgate 
because that was where you actually had your meeting at for the job site. Like, yep. Oh, and what went with it? Your phone. <laughs> your flip phone. Something tells me this is not just an analogy. Just saying. Just saying, you know, wouldn't know anyone like that at all. So if anybody sees a uh, flip phone down on I-94 or in Detroit area, uh, contact Mr. Doyle. He may know know someone that needs that back. (laughs) So, but even as we're joking around as rudimentary as that is, and we know that there are companies out there still doing that, let's talk about when we're growing as a company. So I'm working with one of my clients. We're using a certain construction management software system for the superintendents out in the field, the laborers out in the field, the office staff from an accounting perspective, the project management team, you know, from a construction management perspective. But the company's outgrowing it for what it does. And so now they're looking at something more advanced. No, 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 yeah. no, no. We're just going to take the data and we're going to have somebody else in the office take care of all of it and then send us notes as we, we'll just do it the old way before we got the new thing. That works really well until that person goes out on maternity leave. Now <laughs> you're calling, now you're, now you have a discrimination piece. No, because now there's nobody there in the office to do the work because the person that was there is now off. So who's going to do the work? Well, obviously the superintendent or foreman's going to come in and do the work, right? Right, but they don't know the system and the technology. It's but who's going to train them? Because the person that knows it, Lotus One, Two, Three, and Google Sheets and and Google Word. Well, what is this Lotus One, Two, Three that you speak of? Is it a new wrench? Yes, I do know what one, two, three is. I used to use it back in the nineties. <laughs> when I was, was going to say, <laughs> I was going to give you four, but that's okay. When I was two. But the mindset, the, like when we're talking upscaling and training, it's a mindset shift. It's the willingness to make that shift, and unfortunately, this is where the bad, some of the bad rap comes in with the construction and trades is the unwillingness to learn and adapt because guess what and i'm gonna say it that skirt work wow yeah i said it yeah i said it because that's what's being said on the job sites why do i need to do this that skirt work and after the person gets up and holds themselves because i kicked him in the crotch um we have a different conversation (laughs) Wow. That, hey, you know what? We just looked at the article from 2017. <laughs> I'm touching. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. But yes, the adaptation you know, to be able to go forward is, is key. And I've got, right, you got to make that change. Oh, we're going away from three-part forms or manual vacation submittals or whatever it is. Right-sizing the opportunity for effectiveness and efficiency for the business is far greater and more important than, um, you know, George, you know, not wanting to tap his phone three times to make it happen. So he can, right. so he can pull yeah, it for the job that he just took care of. 
Hey, George, you have a phone, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, you're going to use this. Okay, cool. Now, some of the issues become, does the organization have a policy on phone use and applications? Because back in the day, George, who is now in his late 40s, early 50s, maybe mid 50s, is like, oh, well, that's my phone. That's not, I'm not working business, home and, whoa, that doesn't work. You're going to have to give me a whole new phone for that. Uh, yeah, I need two phones, one one personal, one one for work. Yep. Right. And, and having policies and procedures to support that and understanding what you're going to do to help individuals across that, because those lines are very distinct in their minds, is very different than mm-hmm. possibly a, a Gen Z or a millennial like yourself who they don't want to carry those things. Right. One is good for me. I'm good. Right. I know I can keep these things separate. Um, I'm only using the one app and the one app is good and I don't need to worry about it because it's not my data is not being commingled. Um, but yet George is still willing to text the owner or the other superintendent on his personal phone. Hey, I need you to get my shit here to the roof like now because we're ready for more shingles or whatever the hell George is doing. Mm-hmm. He's willing to use his phone to text people, but he's not willing it to use the phone to support the rest of the business adventures. And that is bullshit. And that's the part that leaders need to figure out and support George and understanding going, hey, look, no, this is how this is going to work going forward. You're going to learn this because this is where we're going. And, and I yeah. think being very honest with themselves as to if George decides to say, screw you, I'm going to take a hike. Okay. Because at the end of the day, George might find mm-hmm. a job that's not technology savvy. He might find a place, company that is light years behind everybody else. George isn't going to be happy because it's he's the new guy. He's he's had that tenure. He's had all the experience. He knows all the things. Now he's got the new guy who doesn't know anything. He's back in. Yeah, he, he's not going to be very happy about that. He's going to regret that decision to mm-hmm. walk over using an app or using technology. Correct. Now the other thing that needs to happen that some companies are starting to catch on to, but it's the need to invest. In the time that it takes, the time to learn the new system, right? Training, invest in training, invest in the time, have the time blocked out. Don't just cram it down people's throats and expect them to be experts overnight. I have a uh, one of my construction clients. Um, they have just decided to go to a PM software, their first time ever, right? They, they selected, mm-hmm. I believe they selected Autodesk something, SPM mm-hmm. or whatever. They're doing the implementation and they made the decision to um, collectively as an organization, not just leadership, they collectively said, hey, we're going to draw the line and job numbers X are back here and job number Y's go forward. And they're kind of running in both worlds. Um, and one of their older employees made the, was on board with it. He's like, I don't want to do I don't want to do double the work. I'd much rather learn the new work. Because I know the old work, so I don't have to double in both places. And we're also taking the time to sit down weekly to go through various steps. They're all becoming experts at their own pieces. Now their next pieces are to integrate what they're doing to understand, am I getting the right outputs? I've Mm -hmm. asked them to think about Instead of focusing on the outputs, meaning that somebody's job is not being done correctly, hey, do you have the right things to come into you to do your job? 
let's talk about do you have the right inputs and define those inputs <laughs> so that way we can go back downstream to make sure that it starts because if it starts with the owner of the business writing it on a yellow piece of paper to say hey go do this mm -hmm. and then the system doesn't freaking work let's fix the yellow piece of paper at the owner's office right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works real well too. Uh, really that's well. That's why it does. It does when you have people around you to support the owners to do the right things. Yes. Yes. And and having employees that are willing to stand up to do the right thing and not worry about the ramifications because at the end of the day, the decision's been made by the owner to do these things, and there can't be a double standard in that upskilling and training just can't be absolutely 100 percent. couldn't agree more it's a great topic today brad uh it was interesting for sure there's lots of opportunity how do you think the um so let's talk about upskilling and training from a, a gen z perspective how do you go about and, and the upskilling may be moving them backwards technology-wise, but the upskilling from a wisdom and understanding, how what would be some strategies a you know a GC or a HVAC guy or a plumbing organization that is bringing in the 20-year-old, 19-year-old that wants to work with their hands to get them upskilled and trained into their system and to their wisdom and knowledge that might be very... Hmm. It's a, you know, you know what, Brad? That's a great question. Don't be an ass. <laughs> you can see it. You can sense it. <laughs> yes. You know, that's yes, a I great can. question. And then if you can give me the Clinton thumb right there next to you with the, instead of pointing at me. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think. Um, so with, with our construction clients, with hiring Gen Zs, um, even some of the older Gen Zs, really, really younger millennials um, that are more hands-on, they, they are still embracing a higher level of a technology adaption than some of the older generations like they're almost expecting that there is some of that to go with yeah, they're expecting they're like expecting to be able to take their milwaukee tool nailing nail gun and set the torque so you're not blowing through stuff because the technology is yeah. there yeah so you know the the downside to that is that expectation is there the give them something that doesn't have the tech the problem solving isn't there so now so it's how we upskill like, the train and training in the problem solving. So one of two ways. <laughs> Perfect. Let's hear it. One of two ways. One of two ways. We always like to uh, have a little fun on the construction sites. Oh, are you telling them to go get elbow grease? Well, I mean, are you, there's been are you going to have them go find the invisible screws? Um, we will have them go find the four-sided hex screws. <laughs> you know, and they, they will be gone for hours sometimes. But 
in general, sometimes um, the thing that we have found with a lot of the um, Gen Z is they are very, they are very fast to speak and say, I don't know, help me. Um, compared to millennials, Gen Zs, or Gen Xs and, and boomers, they will figure it out before they ask for help. Gen Z, from what we have seen on our construction sites, they are the first ones to raise their hand. I don't know. I need help. That's awesome. And they don't beat, and they don't beat around the bush. They don't try to hide it. They very firmly say, I don't know. I, you need to help me with this. And they are very willing to learn, very willing for um, the mentorship and support. And yes, do they, do they get ribbed and do they follow back and rib others? Yes, they do. It is learned really quick um, that if we don't pick on you um, and joke around with you, we don't You're like not you. Loved. There's no love. If there's there's no ass going on, um, there's no loving going on. That's right. So that has been the one thing that has surprised me the most with every one of the Gen Zers that's been hired in the construction with, with the one specific client that I'm talking about is every single one of them has raised their hand saying, I don't know, I need help. That's cool. And so, as long as everybody else in the job site is okay with that and it's not perceived. They love it because why, why do they like it? They don't have to deal with you know, like a, a more seasoned professional that says, oh, I've been here, I've done this, completely do it wrong, and now it all has to be reworked where the younger workforce just flat out says, I don't want to rework this. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, we need to bring more of that into the uh, into the construction workspace, uh, even even manufacturing, because that is uh, so many other things can go across that topic that we may explore here um, in future episodes. But uh, our time here today is coming to a close for this particular episode because everybody should be getting into work now and uh, they're out of their cars or they're done with their jog or whatever they're doing. And we, I guess I just want to say. Uh, after watching some of the numbers and things, I just want to say thank you to our listeners for being engaging and, and willing to listen and, and support us as we continue to try to put out more content uh, to support your needs. So uh, thank you to our listeners and our subscribers. We do appreciate you. And Mr. Doyle, I appreciate you as well as being part of this awesome endeavor that we decided to take on a few years ago. So thank you for uh, being part of this. Thank you. Appreciate everything that you have done as well to help get this going. All right. Till our next show, this is uh, Brad and Steve signing off from Blue Collar BS. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.